Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks. A podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast, and uh, we're reinstigating the Facebook Live series. I do want to give a a quick warning on this one. Uh, The case that we are talking about today has some graphic content, and uh, so some listeners or viewers may not want to tune in, so we'll give you a couple seconds to shut it off here uh, before we go too far, if uh, there's uh, children or anything. That's a good idea, Brendan. All right. So, uh, yes, if you're still with us, uh, today we're going to be talking about William D. Rouse. He was a known as uh, Billy the Banker at a Citizens Bank in Dartmouth, actually on Dartmouth Street, so not not too far from the New Bedford uh, city line. That is correct, yes. And uh, he uh, has been arrested and charged with three counts of photographing sexual or intimate parts without consent. And uh, kind of in layman's terms, uh, he's, he's accused of upskirting, of taking photos up women's dresses and skirts. That's the uh, popular term for it. It's called uh, upskirting. Uh, in this case, he would uh, conceal his uh, cell phone <clears throat> or uh, partially conceal it with his uh, insulated lunch bag. Uh, the cell phone would be under it um, and the top of it would be sticking out. Um, he had tape over the recording light and... Uh, to uh, deceive uh, deceive people uh, into thinking that uh, it wasn't recording uh, if they saw it. Um, And he would cozy his way up to people, get into their personal space, uh, have his lunch pail uh, down along with his uh, cell phone, and um, try to uh, video record people. And uh, according to police, this had been going on for for at least many months. That's uh, correct. There, there was an employee who said it had been going on, I believe, since March of this year. So that's correct. Um, at least uh, several months. And then there were two uh, more specific incidents he's been charged with. Mm-hmm. Um, one, in, uh, both in August, late August, one involving a 17-year-old girl who was opening mm-hmm. a checking account with her mother. Correct. And then uh, the other, um, I guess, uh, you know, just make someone making a deposit. Yes, she was uh, making a deposit for her employer. The uh, 17-year-old girl who was opening a checking account was especially disturbing, or is especially disturbing, because her mother was there. Her mother was in her presence uh, when uh, this was going on. And according to court records, seemed to have some idea that something a little sketchy was going on. I, she became she very he, suspicious. He was fidgeting with his phone. Correct. And uh, that she uh, had feared that he was taking pictures of correct. her daughter, so they reported that. So, so the police have seized his his phone. It was mm-hmm. uh, a Sony Xperia phone, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going through the forensics of that and probably trying to determine how much this was happening. Because if there's three convicted cases, you know, three cases that not convicted, I apologize for that. Charged cases, mm-hmm. very different. Um, then you know, it's possible that there's others. There may be others on that. The they. Um went to the court uh they went to new bedford district court 
clerk, uh, assistant clerk, magistrate Paul uh, Pat Walsh uh, signed the affidavit, approved it. Um, Dartmouth police, Dartmouth detectives seized uh, Mr. Roush's um, cell phone. Um, they made a return of it in September. According to the return, um, it has been turned over to the um, state police to be uh, for a forensic uh, analysis of it. If there is any recordings on that, uh, they'll be able to download it and uh, see it. And there was also some surveillance video from inside of the bank that showed him um, approaching women you know, a little too closely. That and, is correct. Um, so there's definitely some corroborating evidence there. And they also have, they interviewed him uh, briefly at the bank. Uh, then he consented to an interview at the Dartmouth Police Station. Uh, at the Dartmouth Police Station, he made admissions uh, about what he, had, uh, what he did. Um, that interview with him between the, by the police, uh, uh, was captured on videotape. So they have a, a videotape confession according to court records. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we should, before we go further, should note that he is no longer employed. That is correct. At the bank no longer. And no longer employed. He's also a 55 year old uh, man who, uh, lives in Westport. That is correct. Uh, the bank dealt with this very details. swiftly as soon as the procedure on this was that the, uh, Dartmouth police department, uh, rather than arresting him, uh, they went to a procedure called a clerk's magistrate hearing, and uh, uh, they brought charges to district court on a summons. So at that point, he was not charged, not officially charged. Uh, right, um, at that point, though, the bank acted. Citizens Bank uh, uh, terminated their relationship uh, uh, with with him. And approximately a month later, the uh, court, after a hearing, uh, found there was probable cause to charge him with uh, these crimes. So now, uh, I guess, what's the strategy from uh, law enforcement side or from prosecutor side with, with the magistrate as opposed to arresting someone and having them go through the normal process? Um, I, I don't know why they chose that route. Um, after viewing the court documents, they have an extremely strong case. Um, they have uh, strong statements from victims. They have um, admissions uh, from the suspect on videotape. It's hard to get around that. Yeah. Uh, he has um, hired a, a very prominent defense attorney, uh, J.W. Carney from Boston. And Mr. Carney represented, was a court-appointed lawyer for um, Whitey, Whitey Bulger. Bulger. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, and uh, and like we mentioned, this had uh, allegedly been going on for many months. In fact, the the employee said that she would check the schedule, and on days that he was working, would purposely not wear a dress or skirt. So it had gotten to that point where uh, people, you know, they had were managing their lives around um, what this guy was allegedly doing. Yeah, his, it seems like from reading the court documents that his actions were an open secret. Uh, and she That's goes something on. Hollywood's dealing with right now. Yeah. Uh, not to lump these together, but uh, yeah. certainly in you know in these types of sexual harassment cases, there's often some level of people knew, and it takes a little. It's not like the first time it happens is when it's reported. Yeah, and she made the comment that um, she did not report it because she feared uh, for her job. 
she feared retaliation. As is often the case. And, yeah, and what, what I mean, we we do not know if that is true or not, but he was her superior, so we have no idea of, uh, no way of knowing what could have happened. Yeah. Well, definitely a, a strange case all around, but it sounds like, uh, as, as usual, good work by the, the police department and good. prosecutor's office. And the, Well, there is one more thing. One more thing. The... the um, the court documents also contains uh, some uh, victim statements, and the media usually doesn't hear these until after there has been a disposition on the, on the case. Um, but there's one young lady uh, who was victimized uh, when she was making a deposit. Uh, uh, her statement uh, in the court documents was that she had never felt so violated uh, uh, in her life as when this happened. I, I mean, for all of us who have uh, wives and and um, daughters and nieces and daughter-in-laws, I, I mean, you read that and it is particularly disturbing. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, so that's the case of uh, William uh, Rouse. Rouse. A uh, 55-year-old from Westport who, again, has been charged with three counts of photographing sexual or intimate parts without consent. And uh, so he's scheduled to appear December 8th. That is correct. For a pre-trial hearing uh, in New Bedford District Court. That is correct. All right. As always, thanks for being with me, Kurt. Thanks to our listeners and viewers out there. Thank you, Brendan, for having me. And thank you, viewers, for watching. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.